Hello everyone and welcome to Confessions of a Bipolar Mom. Again, my name is Siobhan. I was diagnosed with bipolar type 1 disorder about 7 months ago now. And tonight I just want to talk about um, the process of me being diagnosed with bipolar type 1. At this point, I feel like I'm still grieving mental health that I thought I had before um, because I was in treatment for 11 years with depression and anxiety disorder um, and also post-traumatic stress disorder because I was in an abusive relationship. So it's kind of difficult for me to accept that this is my diagnosis at this point. I'm still learning about the diagnosis, learning what my triggers are, noticing what my symptoms are, learning about the medication and the side effects, um, trying to be the best parent I can be with my ups and downs, um, which has proven to be very um, difficult. Also with going public with my diagnosis as far as like talking to family and friends, um, eventually I do want to be able to go out and talk to people in my community about my diagnosis. I guess the most difficult part right now for me with this diagnosis is managing my moods because I have mood swings daily hourly a minute to minute as really I'm really not sure who I am as a person or what my goals are I guess maybe my goals are to educate people about the diagnosis because I am an African-American woman and in the African-American community they don't like to talk about diagnosis um as far as mental health. Um, And I want to change that um, because it's important that we learn to accept that this is a part of life and this is something that everyone deals with all the time. So, with that being said, let's talk about the day that I was diagnosed. Um, It was May of this year, 2009. 18 when I was um, diagnosed with bipolar type 1. Um, I really didn't know what the diagnosis meant or actually I felt like I when I first heard my um, doctor say that I just was like you have to be kidding me to be honest. Um, I didn't really think that meet someone who had gone to college that has two children that has been I've been married I've been successful how was this even possible and then I started to look back over my life with all the things that I have gone through I have gone through um, a loss of a mother at a young age Um, I was 13 when she passed away and my mom was an alcoholic and now I'm starting to think, well, maybe there was something more there. I have a brother who is schizophrenic. I also have an aunt who's schizophrenic. 
well, two aunts that are schizophrenic. So I think mental health is an issue that is in my family that nobody really wants to talk about. Um, and for me, it's something that I'm open with with my kids. My son is 21, and he's not in the home at the time. He's actually active duty uh, military. And my daughter is 13 in the home. And now I think that it has become worse because my son is not here. Um, I was able to manage a lot better when I had him. I'm not really sure why. Maybe because he's older, he understands a lot better than my daughter does at 13. Um, It was more helpful. I'm just not really sure why this past year has been so difficult for me with my diagnosis. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, But it's a learning process. I'm I'm really trying to understand the diagnosis, understand the medication. I did have a Genesite test done to see what medications will work best for me because I have been on quite a few um, different types of medication um, for my diagnosis. Um, Currently, I'm taking um, Transodone, Lexapro, Buspar, Abilify, um, Prezosin. In the past, I have taken Remeron, Depakote, Prozac, Seroquel, Clonazepam, Cymbalta, FXXR, Zoloft, Ambien, Rexalti, Paxil, Wellbutrin, Ativan, um, and I can't think of any more, but it, the list is like pretty long as far as medications that I've tried over the last year just to try to get my mood under control. Because the ups and downs is what has kept me from being a productive member of society. Um, from working, from socializing, from just being able to maintain as a person. I think I do pretty good as far as spending time with my daughter, participating in the activities that she has at school. Um, I have to force myself, and usually after the fact, I'm extremely tired. Uh, I don't want to be bothered. I kind of isolate myself to my room. I prefer to be alone during that time just so I can recoup. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, it's all it's been hard the last four years as far as um, grocery shopping or just shopping in general in public. I prefer to shop online when possible. Where I am now, where I live now, I live in a very rural area and it's not possible to shop online for groceries. Um, so I have to go out and I usually prefer to go out at night in the wee hours of the night or early in the morning. Um, but now that I don't drive because of my anxiety, uh, it makes it kind of difficult because I have to go whenever someone else has the time which can be very, very hard. Um, I'm from the South, so 
speaking to people and talking to people is kind of part of my nature. I think that because I'm in a small town and I'm in a town that I grew up in, people expect me to speak and talk to them when they see me because I know a lot of people here is difficult for me because I really don't want to see anyone I know, but it's kind of impossible for me not to see people that I know. So it kind of makes it hard for me to go out in public, even to doctor's appointments, because I usually see someone that I know and they want to chat. Like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time, blah, 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 blah. And I just really feel like, get out my face. I don't feel like talking. But you can't really say that because it's not nice. So, um, I don't know. I just want to be very transparent about the things that are going on with me in my life. As far as this diagnosis and trying to come to grips and understand it. Like, why do I feel the way that I feel as far as being a parent, as far as just being a woman in general? It's kind of hard because I've been strong for so long for my family and not to have anyone. So I felt like this podcast would be an outlet for me to be able to express how I feel, what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. I'm just not sure that it's something that I can commit to because I am I feel like this is something that I'm doing during a manic state. Like I thought it was a good idea last week and um, it's okay tonight, but what about next week? I might not record anything at all. And I mean, that's kind of hard for me because I don't follow through with things because of depression or because I just, I well, really depression because I just can't. I just can't. Some days I can't get out of bed. Some days I can't comb my hair. I can't brush my teeth. I can't do anything. And it makes it very difficult. I'm fortunate enough to where I don't have small children where um, they're dependent on me solely. Um, My daughter, like I said, is 13. And she's able to do a lot of things for herself. But I still have to be there. I still have to be present. And being present has become very difficult. And I don't know. I just want to express how I feel and talk to you guys and get input for you guys because I honestly don't know. I have, I do have a history of working in the mental health field as far as doing intake for people that are that need services and that need help. And now I'm one of those people, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that. Um, And being in a small town, there's not really too many resources to help you um, to get through this, to understand this. I have a really great therapist who is there for me, who um, is very supportive. And I think that makes a lot of, uh, a big difference. I think it makes things a little bit easier but it would be nice if I had family that was supportive and it would be nice if I had family that uh, I was able to talk to on a regular basis about what I'm going to going through Um, the other day I tried to call family and friends and nobody picked up and I was I felt alone I felt abandoned 
And that's not a good thing for someone who's dealing with any type of mental health issue or dealing with any type of problem in general. You want to feel like there's someone there for you. Um, I try to be there for my family and my friends as much as possible. It's usually the people I feel like I feel like it's usually people that have a mental health issue are the ones that are there for other people because they know what it's like to be alone, not to have anyone to vent to. And I can give the greatest advice, but I just can't take it myself. I'm not doing the things that I need to do in order to have my own mental health. So, I don't know. I just, I'm here to just talk about what's going on with me and how I'm trying to get through the process. Trust trust the process. Feel good about the process. Feel good about my, my progress. Um, because I have made a lot of progress um, since my diagnosis. Um, I'm still having an issue with the acceptance of this diagnosis. But I have to accept who I am. And I'm hoping that I can do that through this podcast. I thank you for listening to me tonight and I pray that this helps someone and that maybe you get better understanding as I I go through this, as we go through this together. Thank you for listening.